The Sunday Sit-Down on Algoa FM. Good afternoon, Cornelia Liebenberg. Or is it Liebenberg? I should probably ask. Liebenberg. And you've already heard these words. You are an iron man. <laughs> yes, I am. <laughs> For this time ever. <laughs> that is so cool. And Thank you. So, yeah, again, um, it sounded like um, I was kind of reading the, 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 the bits, the email backwards and forwards while we were setting up the, the chat. Um, and it seemed to me like not really enough of a fuss was made about a blind athlete doing Ironman. Um, to be honest, yes. Uh, I was also, I mean, the, the funny thing is like they have a para-athlete slot going for Tacona, but nothing was, you know, said or you know, mentioned well, they did say when we started on the bike, that was it, and when I finished. And it is actually an extreme event. It really, and, um, really is your... <laughs> and it's a lot of, you know, it's it's difficult for the guy also, you know, because, um, you know, taking them to how we have to train to swim, and then on the bike, going up on uphill on a tandem mm. is, is much more difficult than for a single bike person. And then on the run... There's so many other people walking around in front of you, and you know he has to guide me. And when it gets darker, he has to be more cautious. So you know, it's it's not just plain straightforward. Right. It's like um, <laughs> Iron Man isn't difficult enough. Let's add the complication of not being able to see. You know, yo, that's yeah, yeah, okay. But let's start. Yeah, add that. Let's start at the beginning for you, um, Cornelia. Where are you from? I am from Cape Town. Right. Yes, I'm from Cape Town. Yeah, I've been brought up here. Okay. Um, let's talk about your specific experience of, of blindness. Um, how is your blindness categorized? Are you completely blind? Have you always been blind? No, I have a degenerative condition and plain, simple layman's term. It's called tunnel vision. So as I grew older, my vision shrinks from the, from the periphery to the center. And um, so I, I just see blur. It's, it's like limited. I can just see right in front of me, but it's blurry. It's like looking through Vaseline. If you smear Vaseline on your glasses, you know, it's that blurry. So light and dark and maybe movement, but that's it, yeah. Right. So it's basically blind, yeah. And I'm thinking to myself how annoyed I get if there's like a speck um, on my glasses that, that is kind of distracting my vision. For, for you, it, it's life. Yeah, it's life. It's normal for me. <laughs> yeah, but but the fact that it's degenerative means it it gets worse and worse and worse as life goes on. Does it not? Yeah, okay. yeah, it does. Yeah, it has extremely in the last ten years. Okay. So it's that's where it's now. Yeah. Hmm. I know you're not supposed to ask a lady her age, so I'm not going to, but... <laughs> I'm 46 at the moment. <laughs> it is the kind of thing you can Google, so I was like, okay, cool. Um, yeah. I suppose we, we are allowed to. So, so tell me about life in general as, as a person who is visually challenged. Um, it, it means you need a lot of assistance. It means you must be afraid a lot of the time to be alone, for instance. Well, I've got a dog that walks with me. Athena. I think that helps. Yeah, Athena, yes. <laughs> so she, I think um, that makes it more, not so on your alone and sort of a comfort. And, um, but yeah, I do, I must say, to go to the shopper now, I'm not buying bread and milk, for example, but I'm buying something different that I don't generally buy now. And I have to go and ask for assistance, ask for 
person in the shop, okay, listen, I, for example, type of meat or something else. So it, that, that is difficult for me. That's because I had to become more dependent over the, the years. So losing that total independence, because like 10 years ago, I could still, still sort of see, okay, this is full cream milk. I just look at the color of the, the box, you know, yeah. full, full cream milk, for example, is red and low fat it would be blue. So I could see the writing is blue, and the, but I couldn't read the writing. Right. And now I can't read it at all. So yeah, I always have to go and ask for assistance now, and then you have to wait for somebody to come to you. Okay, whenever there's person available. So you, you know, it's like oh, I'm actually in a hurry. <laughs> so, <laughs> I can't so, just walk in the shop and go I fetch myself and walk out. I have to wait and and depend on the sh- the shop assistant. Yes. So patience um, is one of the skills patience. you've had to learn. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it's not always <laughs> so patient, but yeah, uh, that's true. I must be very patient, yeah. And, yeah. But yeah, I suppose as you, you do realize you can't do anything about it, you have to do it. It's patience, yeah. Mm. So <laughs> I'm I'm thinking thinking to myself, and I, I I still got a kind of a sideways comment from um, one of my friends when I was um, on radio on Sunday while you were mm-hmm. doing Iron Man and saying. I did the, the, the CTC 10 years ago by myself. Uh, it was my first and only triathlon. And I said even that one-tenth experience gave me a newfound respect for what it must take to take on the whole thing. And I said, I simply don't have it in me. And then my friend's comment was, are you subtly implying that people who do Iron Man are masochistic <laughs> to some extent? <laughs> so I said to him, yeah, that's exactly what I'm not saying. <laughs> um, so if, if it's hard enough for, for somebody who has a sponsor, who can see perfectly, to, to, to take on something like Iron Man, why would you do it? I'm really asking. It's, um, it's, it was a challenge. Uh, it was a different challenge. I've always been a runner. From school, I did cross-country and um, always just been a social runner. And then I've done the comments back-to-back with a running partner. And I've ran a couple of ultra marathons. So I thought, okay, well, I can run now. now. It's, you know, running, just running becomes monotonous. So I have a friend. So let's add some stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yes, let's add something. <laughs> it's, I mean, just running the comrade is it's, it's quite tough, you know. Surely. But it's, it's monotonous. And in my, I've got a friend that I've done, that I've done um, I think, East London, 70.3. And then they asked me, but you can't run. Let's just try and swim this, this distance. And we'll get to tan them. I'll cycle on the tan them with you. I'll swim with you. And... At that time, I couldn't swim at all. I thought I could swim, and um, so yeah, he, we did it. And but funny enough, that that sort of rush you get when you finish it. Oh, I actually did this now. So that that is that indoor things that it becomes addictive. <laughs> and it, yeah, so that's where I started. And um, I've been with like seven, six, six, seven years ago. And um, since then, I've just every time tried it again, trying to improve. But I, I really, really had to walk a long journey to improve my swimming. My swimming was atrocious. And the thing, <laughs> really and, the th- and the thing is, it's it's a sea swim, and it's not just yeah. you. And you can't see. So but that is quite sometimes difficult. Now I, I don't see the waves. So when I breathe to the side, I just get a slap of seawater or 
with the water or whatever I'm swimming in in the face, you know, oh, no. <laughs> so you have to just carry on and go, swallow the water, carry on and go, you know. Yeah. So, um, but, but, and so sometimes you, you just get into, like my guy told me, he's a very good swimmer, he said to me, you need to feel the rhythm of the water. I said, okay. <laughs> yes, but there's so much movement around you um, at the time, yeah. it, it must be close mm-hmm. to impossible. But while you're training, I, I imagine it's easier, but in the race... Um, well, we must start the very last on the swim. Yes. That's Ironman rule, so safety reasons. So when the, the last people in front of us went, then it's the next 10 seconds and then we go. So we won't, because um, we don't start in a big bundle anymore. So we will just slightly past them if we catch them up. Well, we always catch them up. <laughs> <laughs> we won't get lost out of the water. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, let's talk a little bit about the actual race on Sunday. So um, mm. anybody who, who was in Algoa country on Sunday will know that um, on Saturday already there was a sprinkling of rain, which I, I, I think or there was like a drizzle at times that I think for the corporate triathlon challenge athletes would have been, oh, it's a nice cool day. However, yeah. come, come Ironman race day, it's a whole different weather story where it is um, extreme extreme weather condition to the extent that um, the, the, the swim was, was skipped by, by most. It was, yeah. Only the pro athletes swim and none of us swam. It was, you know, it was a very big down for all of us who wanted to swim. And because that's part of the Ironman, you have to swim. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and that was something that something else that, that another friend of mine asked is, d- d- does it still get considered an Ironman if it goes from being a triathlon to a biathlon, you know? I don't know. So, sorry, <laughs> we'll have to come back. We'll have to come back and do it over. It's not a, you know, if if you're slightly competitive, you would you have, you'll have to come back and uh, fall in that category. I think so. You you want to, to do a full thing, but yeah, unfortunately, it's just so extremely expensive and costly. Yeah. So, but yeah, we'll have, we'll have to do that. Yeah. Um, so that is something that that I saw was also mentioned is the fact that you do not have a sponsor, and as you say, no, it, 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 is, I don't. It's a, it is a yeah. very expensive thing to do. Mm. And yeah, now, of course, yeah. there's two of you. Yeah, it's two of us. Yeah, I mean, I have to consider his the, tra- the traveling, the accommodation of the guy. You know, it's, it's a lot of money, and so far, the guy of of all, all the guys I I've had said, "Don't worry, I'll pay my own transport, I'll pay my own accommodation." But uh, sometimes you feel you have to compensate them somehow, you know, because they're doing all the effort with you. So, um, so yeah, but yeah, it's, so yeah, unfortunately, and I don't work either. I am um, due to my, my site as a teenager, I couldn't no longer carry on with my work that I was were doing. Right. And um, so, yeah, so finance is a bit of a tight thing at the moment. So, but I definitely do want to come back and do the full one. Yeah. Hopefully next year. <laughs> the west wind will blow and not the east wind. <laughs> well, <laughs> fingers crossed. Um, so I saw that uh, that Cornell, who's who's your guide, right? He was yeah. saying um, you guys had a, had a great bike, but the run was a bit painful. For Was it painful for him, was he saying? Yes, yeah, okay. it's painful because he cramped. He, he went too hard He's out on the bike. He said, See, if we swam, he wouldn't have done that because now he feels, okay, now the race is starting. And he is more of a cyclist, so he's he's been cycling for almost, I think, thirty years. Yeah. So he's a proper cyclist. So yeah. And unfortunately, um, we that had impact on our run, and I couldn't say, so, okay, but you know what? I'll pick another guide along the way. <laughs> <I'm just laughs> that, well, that's, a team that's now, the thing. You know? <laughs> um, yeah, you, you, yeah. You are a team, 
Um, and, yeah. and, and there must be a, f- a fair amount of pressure on, on him because not only is is exactly. he is he guiding you, but he has to finish the race so you can exactly. finish yeah. the race. Exactly. And I told him at times, let's just walk. Um, I don't mind. We walk. If we, if we have to walk, we walk. He said, no, no, we have to run. We have to run. We're doing this for the team. <laughs> I, I believe, <laughs> I though. Him, I'm, hmm? yeah, sorry, carry on. And I, just, I was just so much gratitude for him because he, he really grinned and bared. And I, know, I mean, I've I've had a run um, in 2015 and to Ocean's Ultra where I got ITB on 21 kilometers. And I also ran with my uh, running partner. And, I, and so 35 kilometers I ran with a very sore leg. So I know how it feels. And you know, now my partner also told me, don't worry, we will finish this. If we walk the last 10 days, we will still finish it, don't worry. So I know we could know how could I have felt, and he didn't want to drop me. And I said to him, "But you know, it doesn't matter. We are here. We're still doing it. If it wasn't for you, I wouldn't have been here anyway." Yeah, um, I, it mm. looks like you you surprised them at the end by finishing faster than they thought you would. Yes, but I knew <laughs> we wouldn't take long <laughs> that long. <laughs> I mean, I know my my, my potential, and we, I, you know, I am a run a runner. I've, I only started cycling in 2019, really. So my my cycling um, is okay. It's good enough, but I can still improve on cycling. Yeah. Right. Sure. I I I am in absolute awe as you're unpacking this for me. I'm realizing, you know, kind of bits and pieces as as you you speak um, about just what this must mean because i'm thinking now for for myself as <laughs> um um what is it kind of a uh a couch athlete um <laughs> i'm the one who, who kind of yeah I, I take a drive down there i fight my way through the traffic i park um because i've got a couple friends and colleagues who are taking part uh, i walk to the side of the road and i see a whole lot of people doing the race for you though you're not seeing that for you it's it's you're you're hearing um and you're yes. being guided uh, but the atmosphere for, for you must also be quite tangible um you know what you can hear all around you yeah it's it's what i do here with supporters and that um and even my the fellow bike we didn't get okay well there were supporters on the on the bike but I mean, the fellow cyclists, oh, well, oh no, they, they did it. So whenever there's a cyclist passing us, they would say, good job, guys, good job, guys. You know, and that sort of, it boosts you. And also on the run, um, well, we also had a big crew of our own supporters who came down from Cape Town. Nice. And they they knew they have to shout my name. And then Cornell also <laughs> acted as our friends. <laughs> they can't just wave. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> they have to say, call my name. <laughs> And um, my, I told because our, one of our friends, I asked my Cornell said, but why isn't Maria saying anything? She, she, no, she is waving, but she's looking very tired. So, <laughs> and the other guy realized, no, he must respond because otherwise I won't know that it, that, he, that he saw me. Exactly. So yeah. Mm. Crazy. Yeah, so no, but that it does lift your spirit that the fellow runners acknowledging you and um, all the other support people. I mean, we had this. Um, there was this crew of um, people on the side when we came in on the tandem on our last lap when we had to finish on the cycle. They said, oh, there's a tandem. And when we started running, they said, there's a tandem team again. So every time we passed them, they said, go, tandem team, go. <laughs> <laughs> so that was quite nice. 
Yeah, um, one yeah. Of, one of my friends um, and her husband are, are tandem bike riders, and and she's look. She's told us that kind of the funny stories and the sometimes not so funny stories about what can go wrong just exactly. on a tandem bike. Mm-hmm. Um, now, if you add the special complication of the person at the back can't see, there, there must be a lot of talking that takes place while you're busy with the with yes. race. Yes, huh? yeah. He would like, for example, he has to tell me, like, okay, when, especially when you're training. He said to me, okay, now we're getting to a, a, a hill. It's a, a slow, gradual drag for, say, four kilometers. And he'll tell, when we're halfway to, okay, we're on, we, or he'll tell me, okay, halfway, quarter of the way, or halfway, three quarters, only 500 more uh, meters. Or if it's a very steep hill, he said, okay, steep hill approaching for 500 meters, let's push, you know, and he'll tell me, okay, more effort or something. So, yeah, we communicate. And if it's on a downhill, he'll tell me, okay, we're going to go fast now, sit still, don't move. And he'll tell me, okay, I'm not going in the fly bars because it's fast, because you have to have the brakes if you're going down the hill and it's too fast. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so he does that. And even on race day, he said, okay, now we're getting to the left bend to turn and then going down fast. So sit still. And, um, but he went, he went with me on the map on, on, um, he, like he drew a map for me mm. and then he would take my finger and he said, okay, here we start. Here we turn left. We go out onto the, out of the city, um, uphill and here we are on, on top of the hill. We turn left again and that's our flat downhill. And then sort of, I followed it the, with my finger, a pattern. So that's how I knew how the, the route was and where I can visualize in my head. Okay. Yeah. That's where we get to Seabreeze. Seabreeze is not a horrible area <laughs> with the steep hills right. and the wind. Um, and then we turn around and then it's just the, the other way around and then we go back. Yeah. Yeah. You sound very humble, so, but I, I want to say I, I hope that you're really proud. I am proud. I am proud. It was my first time. I mean, like I said, I've never, I haven't been a cyclist, so... Running a marathon after cycling 180 <laughs> oh, yeah. it's like, wow, you can really do this. <laughs> you did it. <laughs> yeah. So now I know it is a big, it's a big event, extreme event, but um, everybody told me who has ran combat before and done the Ironman, they all told me the training for Ironman is much harder than training for comrades. When, and, but on the day, the Ironman isn't as tough on your body as a comrade. Interesting. And I do. I do agree with him. Yeah. Um, Cornell made, made mention of post-race blues. Tell, tell me about that very quickly. Okay. You do get that when you... So now you've got no goal anymore. You've, you've been training now for say, five, six months towards this massive goal you want to achieve. And then you think, oh, then it's over. And now I'm like, oh, what do I do now? For the, but, right. but I'm not just sitting on my couch now. I'm, I'm me and my running partner. Okay, he's running the two oceans next weekend. But... I'm gonna. My, I told myself this year my goal would be to improve my marathon times, so I want to do that. And I want to participate in the Muscle Bay 70.3. That's in November. So yeah, I still have some goals. But if you don't have any other goals after this big event, it's like, oh dear, what now? Then then you get sort of depressed and you you're not motivated for anything. But I think I'm still on a high. Maybe next week that will kick in. Right. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Thank, thank you so much for, for, for giving us a little insight in, into what that's like. Um, and again, um, I have to say congratulations um, on, on completing the Ironman. Um, it, it's an amazing achievement under, uh, I hesitate to use the word normal circumstances, but if you are challenged um, visually like you are, 
um, mm. still, still to take it on with all the extra that that means you need to take into account or do. Um, I'm saying you have plenty of reason to be very proud. Um, so keep at it. Um, and, Thank you uh, very much. <laughs> do, do stay in touch. And anytime you're back in our region, um, please feel free to, to come and say hi. I will. Thank you so much, Sean. Yeah. Enjoy. Certainly. We'll chat again. <laughs> Thank you for the talk. Okay. All the days. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. On air. On air. Online. Online. And all over your world. This is Algoa FM.